This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is The Other Side of Midnight. I'm Frank Morano. Well, for a lot of us, while the calendar may say Monday, it still very much feels like Sunday. Truth be told, if you haven't yet gone to bed then it's still Sunday for you, which means it is sort of still Easter for you. For the rest of us that had a nice Easter and have now started our Monday, it's the day after Easter. But what better time to look back at some things happening with respect to Jesus and all things God than Easter and the day after Easter? Who better to do it with than Brother David Anthony Migliorino, of the Order of St. Francis. Now, in addition to being a brother, he is also the principal of St. Anthony's High School in Long Island. We're going to ask him a few questions about religion, about Easter, and about uh, what it's like dealing with education these days. Brother David, thanks so much for joining me. Happy Easter. You too. Happy Easter to you. And Easter's 50 days, so every day can be Easter for the next 50 days. So uh, educate me on that. You are an educator. So uh, the Easter celebration after Lent ends goes for 50 days? Up until Pentecost, until the birth of the church. Ah, okay, great. So it's happy Easter for the next 50 days. All the, uh, all the better. What exactly is the Order of St. Francis? We are Franciscan brothers, and we follow the rule given to us by our founder, St. Francis. St. Francis was a 13th century uh, gentleman who gave up all because he wanted to follow Jesus. And uh, his love of poverty, his love of the poor, his love of nature and his fellow man, but more importantly, his love of the Eucharist really empowered him to uh, give up everything to follow Christ. And, uh, you know, St. Francis received the stigmata, the, the wounds of Christ. So during Holy Week, I, you know, we all can think about that a lot, that Francis was very close to Christ. And so Christ himself imparted the stigmata on St. Francis. And there have been others who have received this gift as well. The stigmata has always been something that uh, has been somewhat controversial. I, I know even Padre Pio was probably mm. one of the most famous people other than St. Francis to uh, receive the stigmata. A lot of people have questioned the authenticity of that, but there's no doubt in your mind that St. Francis and others did indeed experience that stigmata. No, absolutely no doubt. Absol- and you, know, and pa- you, you mentioned Padre Pio. Uh, he's the most famous you know, in, in our lifetime. You know, uh, as much as I love St. Francis, I was not in that. I was not a contemporary. I, I can say I, I read, I knew, I saw Padre Pio. So uh, how blessed so many of us to have witnessed that. I, I think a lot of people are who are lay Catholics and who go to church on a regular or even semi-regular basis, they're very familiar with what a priest is. They're used to addressing people as as father. 
brother is a term that uh, they may be a little less familiar with. What's a brother? When you're a Franciscan brother, what is that, and how is that different exactly than a priest? Well, very simply, a a priest is ordained and has a sacramental ministry. Our vows of poverty, chastity, and obedience are, are vows and we live in common with other brothers, and we do apostolic work. So for for me, my apostolic work would be as an educator. I happen to be the principal, as you mentioned now, but I have been a lifelong teacher, and I'm still teaching in, in many, many ways. So a brother lives in community. We do not celebrate the sacraments. We attend church, obviously. We We receive all the sacraments, but our life is evangelical. We follow the, the gospel message as closely as possible, and we take three vows, that of poverty, chastity, and obedience. So uh, you have to take some of those same same vows that priests do, including the one that is very, very challenging, chastity, even though you don't get to do things like uh, hear confession or, correct. or, or correct. the other sacraments. And that, that, would be correct. that would be correct. That's... And I have to be honest— for me, the toughest vow is obedience, because you surrender your will to the will of of the superior who, who acts in the presence of God for you and says, we feel you need to move to this ministry. We feel you, we need, you need to do this. So obedience can be very difficult, but it's a very... Um, it's a surrendering vow, and it's, it gives me great life. What made you choose to become a Franciscan brother? Um, the exam, um, I had the Sisters of Charity in elementary school and the Christian Brothers of Ireland in high school, so I knew I was being called to um, a, a life of either a priest or a brother, because I, 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 I couldn't be a sister. But... Uh, it, it was in college when I began to discern, and uh, I saw the Franciscan way of life as something that I wanted to become part of. And to be very honest, every time I was in their presence, I felt the joy and the happiness. You know, in the similar way that my mom and dad found their joy and happiness in loving each other, I, I saw that in the brothers. And so I inquired. I asked, I knocked on the door, as you will, and the rest is history. A lot of folks may have seen uh, Franciscan uh, brothers around town or uh, at a baseball game or in any number of any number of places. And the wardrobe uh, that a Franciscan brother wears is uh, very unique. It doesn't look like a priest. It doesn't look like a deacon or a reverend. It almost it's a wardrobe uh, that a lot of folks may recognize as being uh, sort of like what Friar Tuck used to wear. Exactly correct. Because Friar Tuck was a Franciscan. Exactly. What is the significance of that type of wardrobe? And do you wear that every day? I do. I do. Uh, It it was the clothes of the day. It was the poor clothes of the day in Francis's time. And so he just put on a tunic and, you know, and and the the capuch or the hat, you know, the hood is on us. And he tied himself with a rope that had three knots and the knots symbolized the vows. Poverty, chastity, and obedience. Some Franciscans wear brown, some gray, some black. Our congregation has, is a black, 
have it. But like the Graymore Friars are in gray, there are Capuchins that wear gray or black, the, the Orders of Friar Minor, they, they are brown. But the Franciscan brothers are not monks, are they? No, we are not. Monks live in a monastery. We are called friars. Now, the kids, the kids always say, oh, I, I want to be a monk. I think it's, it's the common term, like, just as there are nuns that are cloistered and sisters that are do apostolic work, it, it's it's the common term most people would use: monks, nuns, priests. Things like but that. W- would I refer to you uh, as? Could I refer to you as friar, David? As oh, well? you could. You're sure. Okay. But we never use that. You know, our school mascot is the friars because Franciscan friars. But but to be very honest, we are brothers, and uh, I love being called. Brother David, you know, I, I always tell the students this. I am an only child. I had an older brother who died in ch- childbirth, and I n- n- never had the opportunity to meet him. So I always wanted to have a brother or a sister, and I always wanted to be someone's brother. So when the choice began where I should, what path I should walk down, it was a no brainer for me. I wanted to be called brother. If people are just tuning in on this Easter Sunday into Monday, uh, we're talking with brother David Anthony Migliorino. He is the principal of St. Anthony's High School out on Long Island. Now, I know St. Francis was a, a Jesuit. Does that mean all of the uh, all of the Franciscan brothers adhere to a, a Jesuit order or Jesuit philosophy? Absolutely not. And Francis was not a Jesuit. Ah, thank you. I stand corrected. He was not a Jesuit. Uh, His rule, which is our rule, is life on the Gospels. So, you know, when he went to the Holy Father and begged for a rule, the Holy Father said to him, the Pope at that time said, there are Benedictines. Follow that rule. And he said, well, what rule will you follow? And Francis opened the Gospel three times and that became our rule, poverty, chastity, obedience. What does a Franciscan brother do on Easter? Well, we celebrate Holy Saturday, you know, the Easter Vigil Liturgy, we, uh, which is a beautiful liturgy. It, it, I would say it's one of the hallmark liturgies of the church. And then on Easter Sunday itself, we gather together, we celebrate the resurrection, we have a big meal. Some of us will go visit our own um, families, Uh, others will stay in the house together with the congregation and enjoy one another's company, just like a family would go and visit their family. Mm. And other brothers, in, in fact, other brothers came to our home here at St. Anthony's yesterday for a big feast day meal. Were you pleased when uh, the current Pope took the name Francis? Oh, my Lord, yes. <laughs> oh, my Lord, yes. Because, you know, um, in fact, the the story goes that one of the uh, other cardinals, when uh, Francis was elected, said, remember the poor, and thus he took the name Francis. 
Interesting. Interesting. Wow. Um, l- let me ask you a little bit about your role as a principal at uh, at St. Anthony's. We've seen these last uh, two and a half, three years be very trying for schools all over our area. And uh, a lot of the Catholic schools seem to have gotten much better reviews from parents than a lot of the public schools. A lot of public school parents I know who were frustrated at no in-person education ended up sending their children to Catholic schools because uh, the Catholic schools were much more likely to have in-person education a lot earlier. And you didn't see these outbreaks of uh, of COVID in these Correct. schools that had uh, had in-person learning. What did you guys do over at St. Anthony's? Well, when when that horrible day in March came that we were all had to shut down, we began working right away, right away that weekend to see what we could do. So as the state closed the schools, we began remote learning that Tuesday. The schools were closed on March 11th, and that following Tuesday, we opened remote learning. So everything was online, and we did not miss a beat. When that following September came, we opened in person. And I would say 80% of our school came back to school. And now 20% still sought education online, which I have to be honest, I do not think works well. Mm. You need the one-to-one. You need that connection. The, the students need to be with other students. They need to laugh, be silly. They need to have the pep rally and all of those things that make high school so special. And they need that interpersonal relationship with their teachers. And, you know, I always tell our our faculty, staff, students, and parents, it's a, it's a recipe. Parents teachers and students. That's the recipe for success. We all have to work together. And if one of us fails, the recipe, the product doesn't turn out good. You can't make a cake without flour, you know, so you have to have that recipe. So I, I'm very happy to say we went right back to business the, the fall of 20 to 21, and we have been in business all year. They've been on an occasion, now not this year, but last year on occasion when we, you know, after our Christmas break, we extended things one or two days just to make sure that there would be no outbreak of COVID in the building, et cetera. And I can honestly say in recent months, we have had virtually no outbreak, possibly a child here and there, but nothing, nothing so severe. Wonderful. As as was as was predicted. Did you see a surge of people wanting to go to St. Anthony's because yes. you were you did? Yes, we did. Pe- people inquired and we those we could accommodate, we took. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I would say most Catholic elementary schools, most Catholic high schools did see that surge. We um, we're talking with uh, Brother David Anthony Migliorino, principal of uh, St. Anthony's High School. I've heard they have uh, a pretty good football team at St. Anthony's. Is that accurate? <laughs> There's a lot. Yes, they have a very good football team, an excellent lacrosse team, and uh, most of our teams are really do, do very very well. And 
All of our extracurricular activities do very well. We have a magnificent music program, a theater program, and we're really good in academics. So I'm very proud of the school. And what did you guys end up doing when it came to masking? In New York public schools, even when kids went back, they and the teachers largely had to wear masks. Did you have similar restrictions? We followed the state guidelines and we wore masks in the school building. The only time that a mask could come off was when they were eating or during a free period where they could be socially distant. Uh, the minute we were told the masks could come off, the masks have come off. Some students have still chosen to wore, to wear the masks, and that's perfectly acceptable. A few teachers have maintained mask wearing, not full-time, but when they're in large gatherings. And that's perfectly acceptable. You're a Franciscan brother, but you're also Italian. And I know in in my family, the the Easter meal is is a very big deal. And I've always been something of uh, of an apostate cuisine-wise because (laughs) I, I am not crazy about lamb. And uh, especially Gavatil, the 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 head of the lamb. I'm right. curious where you come down on the on the lamb issue, and if you have some other favorite type of Easter cuisine. Um, I, I, I like I, I like pizza too, you know the Easter pie. Oh, sure, I, sure. I, I, I do like that. Uh, of course, my family we all and yesterday as well. We had a big Italian meal with meatballs, sausage, brujol. There, there was some lamb. We did not eat the head of the lamb, no. But we ate everything else, antipasta, you know, pizza rustica, pizza grande, all, all of that was, was there. I, I love the Eastern, I love any Italian meal. So, you know, uh, it, this, is not a, this is not rocket science for me. I love Italian food I, I, it, because it brings the family together. You know, I can remember as a kid, my Folks would say, oh, we were on the table for 11 hours, and we're now, meaning sitting around the table laughing and joking with family. And, and that's, what the, that's what the resurrection's about. Jesus is, the promise has been fulfilled. Jesus has redeemed us. This is a time to celebrate. And St. Francis loved to celebrate. I, I uh, That's what I've heard from uh, another Franciscan brother who I'm a big fan of, a friend of mine, a big listener to this show, Brother Greg, who uh, was yes. kind enough to connect us. So I want to give him a shout-out. Oh, he's a great guy. A oh, wonderful man. Certainly is. And uh, I'm hoping he can get all the Franciscan brothers to listen to this show on a, on a regular <laughs> basis. Uh, you know, you mentioned the difficulty that you might have with the uh, the vow of obedience from time to time, and that could involve uh, being transferred to different places. Before you were the principal in St. Anthony's, you were an educator out in uh, Missouri at Cape, yes. Cape Girardeau. That's um, correct. I was there 20 years. Wow. And I loved every minute of it. Tell me the culturally or academically, what are the key differences between being an educator in Missouri versus New York? Well, um, in Missouri, the state itself, the state of Missouri, there is no aid to parochial schools. So that's one big difference. Um, Missouri, uh, where I was in Cape Girardeau, 
It was a college town, mm. but it was a rural community. So you dealt with, you know, college professors' children. You dealt with farmers. You dealt with factory workers. You dealt with all types, similar to that of St. Anthony's. Now, there are no farmers here, but similar to that of St. Anthony's. It was a, a, a wide uh, you know, a microcosm of Missouri. Uh, St. Anthony's would be a microcosm of, of the state of New York. Um, what I, a big difference would have been the size of the school. Uh, Notre Dame, where I was, was 520 students. St. Anthony's, we have 2,300 students. So that's faculties, you know, three times the size as they were in Missouri. Uh, I, I found, you know, kids are kids. Kids are the same all over. They have wonderful craziness, and sometimes they do. Sometimes mm-hmm. they make poor choices. So you have to work with kids. And um, I did find in Missouri, family life was very st- uh, structured and very uh, supportive. There are a lot of family values, um, similar to, to New York when when I was growing up, and similar to the way. New York is now, but people are people, and 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 they and they love to be educated. They want to learn. They want to pray. They want to play. So, I would say it was similar. The, the big difference for me would have been the size of the school. And you know who was from Cape Girardeau? Oh, I do know. <laughs> A very famous radio Rush. talk show host, yes. Rush Limbaugh. That's yes, right. I do and his know. brother David, who's uh, is still a, uh, a terrific author. L- lastly, let me end with this. A couple of weeks ago, we did a segment on the radio where we talked about priests who were known for things other than being priests. I mentioned, um, uh, you know, the f- famous, very controversial radio talk show host priest in the, at the time of World War II, Father Coughlin. I talked about Father Louis Giganti, who was a city council member and whose, whose uh, brother was a prominent gangster. We talked about some other people that were former priests, like John McLaughlin, went on to work in the Nixon White House and then host a uh, host a public affairs show uh, and a, n- a number of others uh, Father Malachi Martin a number of other people I'm curious uh, do you have any priests or brothers that you can think of that were known for things other than their vows to their religion that might have been uh, authors actors commentators and and can you name one or two? Oh, sure um, one of our brothers who's now deceased Brother Jonathan Ringcamp was a playwright. He, he produced and worked at so many mm. things on, on Off-Broadway. Uh, a former brother of ours, Brother Miles Davis, started the Bravo, which is the Bay Ridge Ambulance, Volunteer Ambulance Organization, and that still is going in Bay, in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn today. Uh, some of our, you know, our legendary brothers, Brother Urban, the um, one of the presidents of St. Francis College who moved the college and and made it a great institution that it still is today. Uh, you know, I could go, I could go on and on. Uh, some of my own, my parish priest, Monsignor Farica, was a real uh, way ahead of his time, like a social worker would visit the poor and um, you know, and, and I would go with him as a, as a young altar boy. He took five or six altar boys every Saturday with him, and you would visit the poor. And as he left their house, 
he would open his wallet and throw money on the table and say, now make sure you pay that rent. Make sure you pay that electric bill. Uh, those were things that, you know, we always see the priest in sacramental ministry. Those are things that are, are incredible. And, and some of our, our present clergy, uh, Cardinal Dolan, reminds me very much of my pastor, Monsignor Verica, very vivacious and outgoing and out there and, and doing doing great things. So. Uh, that is for sure. Well, uh, I enjoyed this a great deal, and uh, I hope we can do this again in the future. Oh, I'd love to. Thank you so much for inviting me and asking me. I feel very honored. Oh, uh, no, uh, the honor is all mine. Happy Easter. God bless you. It's uh, Brother David Miglarino, uh, principal of St. Anthony's. If you want to comment on any portion of our conversation, give me a call, 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. This is The Other Side of Midnight. Straight ahead.